You're listening to A Date with Data with your host, Amy Bitterman. Hey, it's Amy, and I'm so excited to be hosting A Date with Data. I'll be chatting with state and district special education staff who, just like you, are dealing with IDEA data every day. A Date with Data is brought to you by the IDEA Data Center. Thank you for tuning in to a very special episode of A Date with Data. I had the opportunity to chat with data experts from states across the country at this year's IDC Interactive Institute, live in Nashville, Tennessee. We talked about what it means to be a data quality influencer. Join me as I chat with Amy Patterson, IDEA Part B Data Manager with the Kentucky Department of Education about what her role as a data quality manager looks like in Kentucky. We also touched on some challenges that she faces and future plans to impact the collection of high quality data in her state. Well, thank you, Amy, so much for taking a few minutes to stop by the podcast. The theme of this institute is data quality influencer and how all of us in some way or another are data quality influencers through what we do or what we don't do. Um, So I wanted to just hear from you and from your perspective, what does being a data quality influencer really mean to you? I think my role as a data quality influencer is just to ensure um, that we get the best data possible um, and help people understand why it's important to get the best data, um, how to use that data, what the data mean, and really just to understand the importance of good data and and what it means if we don't have good data. Yeah, absolutely. How do you think you influence the data quality in your state? What are some things you do to have an impact? I provide a lot of tools, some, you know, IDC tools, some tools I've developed um, to help people in the state Um, in the districts understand, or in the LEAs, understand um, what I'm looking for, where the data come from, the best way to enter the data, the best way to get the data out, things to look for that may lead to not necessarily great quality data. Um, So I feel like, I mean, I feel like that is a big portion of my job. And internally as well within our SEA, I feel like it's important to help people understand how we use the data um, and what is is good data, what to be looking for, those sorts of things, even within the the SEA. Yeah, it's it's an internal focused and external job, I would imagine. What are some challenges that you've encountered in your kind of data influencer role and how have you addressed those? A lot of turnover. Hmm. Um, Turnover within the LEAs, turnover within the SEA, um, just helping people to, I think it's difficult to communicate with the right people. Um, We provide trainings, we send out emails, we do, we, we provide a lot of communication, but the ones that don't, read that communication, don't attend those trainings, they're the ones that need it the most. Yeah. And that is, you know, that's probably the most difficult piece. And a lot of times if, you know, if we have a new director of special education, they're so overwhelmed, they don't even, 
I, I could talk to them, and they they just wouldn't even understand because yeah. they think their minds are on so many different things, and they really don't understand until after the first year of data collection really what's important and what's not. Yeah, a lot of it is kind of on the job training. You need to really experience yes. it and go through it until you really understand what it's like and exactly. how to do it. Yes. Yeah. Um, what do you have coming up next? Do you have anything, future plans for how to be a data quality influencer? What are some things you, additional things you could be doing? So we have a statewide dashboard that we are, are partnering with um, another agency in, in Kentucky um, to develop. And I feel like that is going to be a key to helping people understand how to use the data and therefore maybe how to ensure that the data that they provide are better. Um, so that's one thing. Um, we do trainings twice a year, every year. So, and I'm working on, I'm constantly working on tools, on better reports in our student information system, mm -hmm. statewide student information system, um, that will help people be able to look at data and, and not only get data correct for their data submission, but also, you know, how, how can we make this better for kids? What can we do for kids to really help them? Yeah. And so we're constantly working on tools like that um, within our statewide student information system. Mm -hmm. And com internal communications with other offices are also key. Yeah. How have you kind of made some of that happen internally and with what other offices? Um, yeah, it's, it requires um, relationship building. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, it's hard to break, out, break down the silos mm -hmm. and the walls. Um, I think Generate has actually helped us because we're forced to work together. And I don't think they ever really, the Office of Educational Technology within uh, the Kentucky Department of Education, I don't think they really realized how complex our data are. Um, <laughs> Until they have to get in there and like do the programming for exactly. it. Exactly. And, the specs and, and how, how, the, how complex it is and is also how much we are monitored by OSA yeah. and by the federal government. How much is really required. Yeah, yeah how much is required mm -hmm. and, you know, follow-up, data notes, those sorts of things. I don't know that other programs are required to do that, Yeah, which I don't think I realized myself, but I, I don't think they, they realize that it, how important it is to get things right Yep, for us more so than most yeah. other offices. And they're data quality influencers themselves, too, and yes. probably haven't realized it or realized exactly. what that means or what their yes. responsibility kind of is in that role. Well, thank you for stopping by. Thank well, you so thank much you for, for answering the me. questions. We really appreciate and hope you enjoy the rest of the conference. Thank you. I want to give a special thank you to Amy for joining us on the pod. Next, I'm joined by Rochelle Davis, an education program specialist with the Office of Special Education Programs at the U.S. Department of Education. We get into the importance of communicating the why behind collecting the data to states and districts and how the data drive policy and decision-making. So I'm joined by Rochelle Davis from the Office of Special Education Programs, and we are live at the Nashville Interactive Institute. Thank you so much for jumping on and chatting briefly with me. No problem. I'm happy to be here. Yes. It's, uh, it's great to be back in person. I can tell you that yes, for sure. it is. It's wonderful. Lots of smiling faces, so. Yes, it has been. Very good to see everyone. Um, 
So as you know, the theme of this Interactive Institute is data quality influencer and how everyone in their own way, whether they know it or not, can influence and does have an influence on the data. And what, what does being a data quality influencer mean to you? Well, I mean, it means a lot of different things because, you know, from where I am at the department, you know, I am a data quality influencer as it relates to kids with disabilities in every meeting that I'm in because I always want to make sure that our students are counted, that they're at the table, that they're a part of the conversation. So, you know, I'm always talking up the data that we have and how we can make sure that it's utilized so that we are getting the best programming, the best policy decisions for our kids with disabilities. You know, from the states, you know, the state staff have no idea how much they influence federal data and what that does. You know, we have states who, you know, they come up to us with, a, with an idea. And so, you know, it might take us a few years, but eventually, you know, we, we warm up to it. And so, you know, you know, the change, the recent change to go, uh, you know, change how we count uh, five-year-olds in kindergarten or not in kindergarten. You know, that was something that came from the states, and it's been a really huge data quality, um, positive data quality influence. It's really uh, boosted the data. You know, I think we have a much stronger idea of what the programming kindergartners are receiving that we really didn't know before. Yeah. Um, how do you feel like you and, and the department mm -hmm. influence IDEA data? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, we, we just sat in a session where we talked about the different hats that people wear and, you know, you can wear the, the data police hat. And unfortunately, sometimes we have to wear the data police hat. But, you know, more than that, I think that we are able to, to influence that data by the, the policy decisions. You know, we're talking about how the data is collected. You know, one of the things that was really interesting to me is how just a data collection can really drive policy. And so, you know, not only are we data, um, data quality influencers, but by being a data quality influencer, we're also a, a, a policy influencer, um, just merely with the data that is collected and, and how it's used. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a, a lot of times, especially states and districts, don't always see that connection. And the more yeah. I know we're hearing from states saying we have to get districts and schools to understand what this data is ultimately used for and why it's important and what they can do with it too um, really can make a huge difference in their quality. Yeah, I mean, I remember being a first year teacher, maybe I was a second year, I don't really remember, but someone waltzed into my room on December 1st and they're like, how many kids are in your room? <laughs> I was like four. Um, and so what I didn't realize was that I didn't make the connection at the time that what that actually was, was the child count yep. that was being done. Um, I, you know, I, I think it was a little, little higher quality than that, but you know, I, I didn't make that connection until I got to the department. And, and I don't think that the teacher that's sitting in the classroom, certainly not the first year teacher that's sitting in the classroom, realizes that you know, on October 1 or December 1 or November 1, you know, somebody is actually counting how many kids are, are receiving special education services. Yeah, and what that impacts. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's a good lesson that trying to get across to all levels, you know, we're not just asking for this information just to ask for it. Like, here's yeah. more specifically why we need this and what happens to it. Exactly. What are we going to do with it? Why do you want it? And I think once you know the why, it becomes, you have a little more um, 
skin in the game, if you will, to improve the quality of what it is you're giving once yes. you understand what it's what's going to happen to it and how it's going to be used. Yeah, I feel like that comes up again and again. It's like that the why. Why are we doing this? That, mm-hmm. That's really what you know is the foundational piece to to all of it. Do you have um, examples, not necessarily you know names of states, but you know things you've seen in states where you would really point to and say like that's a really great data quality influencer example? You know, there is a state that uh, we've been working with around significant disproportionality. You know, they have a, um, a system for identifying significant disproportionality, for utilizing the data that they have. And, you know, it, it's not simple, but it is so, uh, so strong. And, and being able to, to utilize the data in the manner that they have really lets them pinpoint, you know, where they are seeing significant disproportionality and how they can go in and address it. Um, you know, they're able to ensure that you're not pinning one LEA with a bunch of discipline referrals that they didn't actually get. And so having that for them, I think, is, is really important. And it lets them provide assistance, technical assistance, to the district that actually needs it, not to someone who just randomly had a student that had a lot of suspensions and expulsions somewhere else. Yeah, no, that's a great example because that is an area that is so complicated and, and states and districts struggle with so much, but you have that opportunity there where you're, you're using the data you know, to identify these potential issues, but then doing that root cause analysis, then leading to exactly. you have to show in order, you know, when you're doing the comprehensive coordinated early intervening services, it has to be connected to those root causes. So there's... Exactly. It's really a good example of like how that, why you're using that data, how you're using it, mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. Um, what do, what do you see as some of the bigger challenges around kind of being a data quality influencer, whether that's, you know, within OSEP or states or districts, and how, how, have it, how are some ways it's been addressed? I think one of the hardest parts is telling people what they don't want to hear. Yeah. Um, it's when you have data that doesn't show what somebody actually wants to see. I think it's very difficult to, uh, to get that influenced in there. <laughs> and so... Um, you know, making sure that having a story, you know, we had a, a session this morning and I, I thought that the speaker was, Dr. Rankin was excellent at really showing us kind of how to break bad data news mm-hmm. to other people. And I think that that is something that I hope folks are able to take away from this because, you know, that is one of the hardest aspects, certainly in my job. You know, I have uh, folks who have, um, you know, you have a new administration, they're coming in, they're ready to, to make things happen, they want to do good, and you show them something that is completely opposite of what they think, and they're like, no, you're wrong. I'm like, well, I don't know that I'm quite wrong. Let's try this again. <laughs> yeah. You know, or, you know, they hear a story when they're out on the street, and, you know, that, that you know, stories are really important, and they, they really stick in there, and, and sometimes having to um, maybe show data that isn't, that doesn't align with the one story that they heard, you know, it's just, it's hard to do that. But, you know, similarly translating data from, you know, the the data geek speak, if you will, into the policy speak is also a little, little challenging at times. Yeah. So So what, what do you have coming up next as a data, data quality influencer? We always are, are looking at how to improve our data 
collections, you know, the EdFax modernization is coming up, and I think that that's going to be, um, it's going to change how we do, I don't, it's not going to change the underlying aspects of it, but, you know, what it, what the data timeline looks like is going to be a little bit different. And I, I think in the long run, it's going to be a really positive thing. But, you know, I don't doubt that there are going to be a few hiccups along the way and, and change is hard. Um, so that, that'll be something that's, that's big coming up. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, just looking at the collection packages and trying to figure out how to, you know, look at data and best align it to make sure that we're collecting what it is we want to be collecting. Um, you know, that's always always on the agenda as well. Mm-hmm. And the potential changes, I guess, with the um, EdFax data collection. Yeah, exactly. Too, which maybe is what you were, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, a lot of great stuff coming up. I'm sure it's never a dull moment. <laughs> nah, never a dull moment. No. It's, it's good, though. It's, it's fun to, to be able to be, as I said, making policy, but making it through the use of data and through the, the data collection, so... Thanks so much for joining us from Nashville Live at the Interactive Institute. To check out any resources or if you want additional information about being a data quality influencer, take a look at the podcast notes for some links. To access podcast resources, submit questions related to today's episode, or if you have ideas for future topics, we'd love to hear from you. The links are in the episode content or connect with us via the podcast page on the IDC website at ideadata.org.